Welcome back. Welcome back. Steven here. We're, we're here with another episode of the Steady Trade podcast. And this one is one that has been eagerly, I would say eagerly uh, anticipated. Like is, that, is, that, is that like the eagle, right. like, the, like the bird? Uh, it's eagle, eagle eye. Also, eagle eye cherry is a, a singer that sang Save Tonight, but absolutely random. Did you ever hear Eagle Eye Cherry Save Tonight? It was a beautiful song. You must have had a glass it, of wine with your wife and told her that you loved her to that it, song. It, it doesn't ring a bell, but it doesn't mean Honestly. I didn't hear it. It, do, it doesn't ring a bell. Why don't you sing a little bit for me? Honestly, I'm going to. I'm going to. Right. Here we go. Only because I've had a good day today. It uh, goes, darling, close the curtains. Because all we need is candlelight, you and me. And a bottle of wine. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Okay, yep. Day night. Fight Tim Bowen's break of dawn. Come tomorrow. Tim Bowen's chopping wood. He's <laughs> haunting in the woods. And he's going to catch some deers. Save tonight because the life's gone tomorrow. Do you know what did, I mean? Did, did, actually, I'm curious because I've posted funny videos about that. <laughs> Do you, did, did you intentionally or unintentionally say catch some deers? Catch some deers? Yep. Nah. Totally unintentionally. Tim, I'm okay. not that clever. But okay, that well, intelligent joke. I don't get it. No, no. It's just it's a very, very common joke in the in the hunting Catch. community. But but we we, we we can talk about it another time. So anyway, let let us know what you've been so eagerly anticipating. E- eagle eye, eagle eye, uh, eagle eye. I mean, there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of requests about uh, shorting, shorting, and I'm not talking about short hair. I'm talking about shorting stocks. Uh, and when we talk about shorting stocks, we talk about stocks that are going down. But I thought you can't talk about stocks going down on the short side without talking about stocks going up on the long side. So I thought maybe we'll put together some sort of uh, mini part series where we talk about the basics of shorting, identify some patterns, which is something that we've never done before. We've never given the audience something that they can literally take away uh, on the long side and the short side, three part series. And then we'll talk about the best between shorting and longing. And then, my friend, we will talk about uh, which is the best uh, approach to take in penny stocks. And I think you already know the answer. I think it's the short side, but you've gone the long side. I don't know why. Um, actually, just real quick, yeah. And, and no, it's a great topic, and we've had a lot of requests for this, um, which, is, which is something valuable to know. I mean, even if you are a bull, you know, even if you are a long-only trader, you still need – to have a grasp of short selling and, and, and the psychology and the approach of short selling, because a lot of these stocks, one of the reasons that they make such great longs is because of the fact that they get quote unquote loaded with shorts. And that's what can make the explosive moves to the upside. So if, even if you have no desire to short, you still need to understand it and, and understand the operations of it. So what I'm going to start with before we kind of get going, Stephen built a, a great looking slide deck. So if you're listening to the audio on your phone, uh, keep in mind, you can go to steadytrade.com. We'll make a point to in, embed some of these visuals. And then you can also on the steady trade website, you can go to the YouTube video and you can probably kind of fast forward to, through. So we'll do our best to explain the charts and the patterns. But again, if you're listening on iTunes, you can go to the website You can go to YouTube and see this stuff. So but uh, but we'll also we'll we'll explain it as sure. clear as as a vivid eagle flying through the night sky. I mean, which is not very clear because it's stuck. But we'll, we'll be, we'll be <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that that analogy failed, Mills. Really, that was, that was a horrendous <laughs> analogy. 
So what I want to start out with before we get started is just, you know, and I, and I know I tend to, I say a brief introduction and I tend to get a little wordy, but uh, I do want to give a basic explanation of what short selling is because it is commonly misunderstood. The idea behind it is, is you can profit when stocks go down. It is not illegal. It is not unethical. It has been a part of the stock market since the very beginning. If you listen to our one of our most popular episodes, uh, Reminiscences of a Stock Operator with Jesse Livermore, a lot of his trades were on the short side, and that was in the teens and the 20s, 19 teens and, and 20s. So it's been around forever. It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing illegal. There's nothing unethical, even though you'll hear it explained that way quite frequently. But the idea behind short selling is you can borrow shares from your broker, not all stocks, but many stocks. You can borrow these shares. You pay interest, you pay fees, but typically they're very nominal. And which when you borrow these shares, it gives you the ability to sell them before you buy them back. Now, I know a lot of you are like, what? That, that, that doesn't make any sense, Tim. You, you said it wrong. No, I said it right. You could borrow these. Yeah, especially for a newbie. So if you're, if you're confused, don't feel bad. Once you borrow these shares, and again, you pay a small fee, couple, you know, the interest rate varies, locate fees, et cetera. You then can sell them and take a negative position. So if you short a thousand shares of Steven stock today, HRTX, you would actually see in your brokerage account negative 1,000 shares. Then let's assume the trade works. The stock continues to drop. You then buy those shares back, which gives you a zero position. So you buy back a thousand shares at a lower price equals a profit. So if you sell a thousand at 30, and you buy a thousand back at 29, you net the difference. You made a thousand bucks on that short. The big, easiest, easiest way to understand it is you're still buying, you're still selling. You're just reversing the order of the timeline. You're shorting, selling, then you buy those back and you end up with zero shares. Just like if you bought a thousand at 29 and sold them at 30, you're still doing the same thing. You're still collecting the same premium. You're just flip-flopping the timeline. I feel like the, I feel like that was a beautiful explanation. I feel like uh, there's a song in there somewhere. Uh, I think it's like I'm free falling upside down, something like that. I don't know. That, well, well, that's what you want when you're short is a free falling stock. That's for sure. You want a free fall, but upside down because you want to make you want your account to go up, but you want the the, the short to go down. But We'll kind of address some of that in the in the, the deck that I've prepared, so we'll jump straight into it. Uh, I will just uh, jump onto the first slide. I put some gifs in. I hope you like gifs. I I um I tr- I tend to look at gifs, but um, uh, I, you I, avo- I, I I avoid gif because it's got a bunch of sugar. In it. There's, there's too much there's too much sugar in gif. The thing is, though, I thought gif was a washing powder anyway. But do you no, like it's America? peanut butter. A gift. Do you call it a gift? Yes. A gift is like a gift that you get at Christmas. It's got presents and they're wrapped up in silver wrapping. No, there's a T on the end of gift. <laughs> a gift. 
a gif is, is a gift without the T on the end. A gif is a dynamic piece of moving content. How about this? You've got some images. How's that? So. All right, we've got some. Okay, let, let's just get into it because <laughs> um, I, I'm just, I, I've, I've had a crazy day today. Let's get into it. So, so this is a Jeevan, Jeevan's uh, guide to uh, short selling. And I've made a little bit of a joke here, so don't take it too seriously. But uh, Jeevan's guide to blowing up your account, short selling, the easiest and quickest way to self-destruct like an atomic bomb. Uh, that's the title of these slides, because uh, today the podcast is all going to be about how to blow up your account as fast as you possibly can. <laughs> well, and actually, you know, that's a very, it's a, it's a very good point. Good idea. Good idea. Because another thing that many new traders struggle with understanding is the, 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 there's a very, very important point in Stephen's introductory slide here. Remember, if you buy a thousand shares, say you, not that I would ever recommend this, but say you have a thousand dollar account and you buy a thousand shares of a one dollar stock the worst possible thing that can happen is that stock goes to zero and you lose $1,000. That's the worst possible. With short selling, you have unlimited potential losses based on your margin. So hold it, hold it. There are so many opportunities for these specific sections. Oh, I guess I should have actually looked at your slide deck before I started. <laughs> you, did, you did not look at me slide deck, did you? Oh, yeah, you see, that's such a good slide deck. <laughs> you didn't even read it. <laughs> I scrolled through it really quickly. <laughs> I really so like I slide did. Deck. I Hold did. I did look at it. I just didn't pay very close attention. So you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. And I'm all I'm right. So take guide it. me through this podcast. Okay. So Jeevan's Jeevan's guide to blowing up your short selling account. Uh, a very quick disclaimer, guys, because uh, I know that we need to give disclaimers as, as part of being professional about the podcast. So Stephen is professional uh, when it comes to blowing up his account and as much experience blowing up a number of accounts. Stephen can guarantee to help you blow up your account too if you follow his instructions closely. If you want to achieve results faster than estimated, um, you can go all in on every trade and just walk away and don't look at the screen. This strategy only works when you totally and are completely under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Tinder is recommended for viewing at all times or grinder if you swing both ways. No disrespect, so, no offense. I love gay people and everything. Uh, I, I do want to make a, a, another small disclaimer that when Stephen mentions blowing up his account, it isn't blowing it up in a good way. When anytime you hear traders talk about blowing up an account, that's typically when you take an account from X Y Z to zero or less than zero in some situations. So, Basically so it is not blowing up like blowing up like uh, yeah. you know like like Jay Z or something. So. Yeah, I, I just wanted to put that disclaimer there and say that if you want to blow up and, and live in Traders Anonymous with me, then, then I am right here. Uh, so that's the disclaimer. But let's get to the basics. We kind of addressed some of them. Uh, what is short selling? Tim, is there anything you want to finish up? You talked about uh, sell, buy high, no, sell high, buy low, the opposite of buying low, selling high. Talk to me like I'm a five-year-old. I don't think you're going to find it's very hard. <laughs> Well, that, that, that's, I, I, that's kind of how I typically approach you know, talking about things. Well, a five-year-old with uh, Chester. So I think, 
I think I did a pretty good job in the introduction, but the, you know, again, I think the, one of the best ways to do it is, you know, a lot of charting software, including stocks to trade, when you enter and exit a trade, we'll put a green arrow for the buy and a red arrow for the sell. So a lot of the times you'll, you'll see a short and, and, and say he'll short up high. I'm doing a high hand gesture now. That's your red. That's your entry. And then later in the day, you're buying that share, those shares back. Again, assuming this trade worked, you're buying them back at a lower price. So if you sold high, you know, remember in stock trading or cars or baseball cards, whatever it is, you want to buy low and sell high. So the fifth or, or the, the, the five-year-old explanation is, you're still buying low and, and selling high, assuming the trade works. You're just reversing the timeline. And this actually works. And I've done this on webinars before. If you print out a stock chart and basically hold it up to the light, you know, you, you turn it, flip the, the page around and look at it up to the light. It makes sense because now that chart is the timelines reversed and the buy and the sells are there. And that might, I've actually helped people and said, oh, that makes it click because now I get the fact I'm still buying low and selling high. I'm just reversing the timeline. But, but what was interesting for me was where do these shares come from? And these shares come from like longer term investors, right? Because that's yes. more confusing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, a common issue, there's many issues with shorting is, is a lot of the time it's difficult to obtain the borrow from your broker. Some brokers are better than others. And even if you have a very good broker for short selling, doesn't guarantee you'll get borrows on every stock because what can happen is if, if the float is, is, is closely controlled, they can be very, very difficult to borrow from any broker. And Stephen's right. So basically what happens is if I'm a hedge fund, if I'm a long-term investor, you know, I'm Warren Buffett, you know, just as an example. And I've got the, you know, you know, Warren says, you know, you buy the stocks and you forget about them. You, you, you hold them for years. So what Warren can do or other big investors or institutions, they will, they have no intention of selling these shares anytime soon. <clears throat> so they will lend them out via the broker and collect fees and interest. So if I bought Coca-Cola, like Warren Buffett did, and I've got no intention of selling it for 20, 30 years or longer, why not lend those shares out and get a killer interest rate? Some of these stocks that we short, they have like a 300% annual per, uh, interest rate. So you're collecting like a percent a day if you lend these shares out. So it's very lucrative. If I'm a long-term shareholder, I got no intention of selling to lend those shares out. So that's where the quote unquote inventory comes from. No, no, I like it. I like it. And I'm thinking I'm a five-year-old. So I, I, I'm trying to think in a, in a five-year-old's perspective, how would I short sell if I was five? So let, let's, let's think about if, if I've, if I've got a bunch of Legos and I've yeah, got, and I've, and, I, and I've got four kids. So you're five years old. I got a, I got a four-year-old, a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. So I've got no intention of selling these Legos at any point. So I would lend them 
to, to son number one, Steven, the worst kid I ever had, because I, I know that eventually he'll hand them down to Joe and Jim and Jack. So why would I go buy Legos for everybody if I can just lend yeah. them to Steven? And then when Steven's old enough and smart enough to play with something else than Legos, which would probably be 15 to 20 years, like then stops. I could hand those down to his younger siblings. Just, just, just know that I'm going to be a good kid and I'm going to be not just a good kid, but the best kid. And I'll be the best man at someone's wedding one day or the better man. But I think we've, I think we've explained, uh, what is short selling. So the next kind of topic is how does a humanoid, uh, short sell? Uh, is it, is it particularly easy to do? Yeah. So, so I mean, how does, uh, how does one humanoid, uh, and I'm using a basic primitive evolution term that just for dramatic effect. How does a humanoid learn a short sell? Well, first of all, I would, I would never recommend using real money on your first short. Um, I, whether you do it with stock, stocks to trade has a, a paper trading module, which allows you to simulate trades. Without, you could spreadsheet, you could do it with an index card, but number one, please never make your first short sell an actual short sell with real money because they can get scary very, very, very fast. So whether it's a paper trade or a spreadsheet, do it a few times mechanically before you actually put real money on the line. And then, whoop, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'll say we'll get, one of the next sections is the dangers of short selling and we'll get to it in a little bit, but just comes straight to mind. When you're buying, you're anticipating that mad influx of volume, that mad rush of uh, there not being many sellers and a lot of buyers and the buyers overtake control and the price ramps because you're expecting that you're hoping for that. But when you're short selling, it's a, it's on the back of your head because you're hoping that it's going to crack. The price is going to go down. So you're not thinking what if this stock squeezes and ramps. And, uh, and I mean, that's what you're talking about. And, and that's when short squeezes can happen and they can come out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. What, what we commonly run into is, you know, everything we talked about in season one, which I highly recommend, we got a lot into catalysts, good chart patterns and everything. So what happens quite frequently is, and when we call short squeeze, that is, it is exactly that. A lot of the times um, you'll have big traders, hedge funds, whatever, they will intentionally just skip the bid up on a stock because they know they can induce panic selling. So I think we, uh, did, did, did you have a slide about the unlimited losses coming up? Cause we, we got to talk about that fear. Yeah, no, we've, we've got the, um, basically how do you short sell? And, and I think you've kind of covered it already. It's you, you sell before you buy. And, and generally with a number of forecasts, they'll either have it, a sh- they'll have a short sell button and a cover button, or you will literally sell and buy. So, yeah, so and, I think that- and keep in mind, you do need a margin account to short yeah, sell. So um, and now margin is dangerous. We recommend not going into margin on steady trade. You know, we we're, we're steady traders for a reason, but just so you know, if you have a quote unquote cat or normal or a cash account, or a retirement account, if, you know, you can trade in your IRA, but you cannot short sell in cash accounts or retirement accounts. You need a margin account, which means more paperwork and more risk. So if you're listening to this episode and you get all fired, 
which I do not recommend getting all fired up and shorting something. But if you go log into your brokerage account and you ha do not have the ability, keep in mind, you'd have to contact them and say, hey, I want a margin account. You'd have to fill out some more paperwork and proceed from there. Okay, so let's look at the next topic. We've basically got, uh, what is the 250 rule? So the 250 rule, and is that, is that a wombat? What is that thing? <laughs> I don't even know. It's just that Jeff. It's kind of cool though, right? <laughs> so, so the 250 rule comes into play a lot for smaller traders because the, the biggest stock, the, the, the greatest setup you can ever look for as a short seller is, is the pump and dump. The stock that gets manipulated, that gets pushed up, say from 10 cents to 50 cents or something, or up to a dollar. So Not this is that up. What, they never round that off anymore. They never round that off no anymore. Eh? We, we don't see pump and dumps that no, often. No, no, no. We have to but, work a lot. We work harder for our money now. I think. <laughs> Would you agree or no? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you talk about you know at some point in the future we'll have uh, Tim Gratani on, and, and Tim Gratani made his you know kind of really got his start in his career 2009 2010 ish trading pump and dumps, and they just no they'll be back. They always come back. But right now they are they are very hard to come by, and the dilemma is if you do find a manipulated stock, they've gotten smarter. When it go back to a few a little while ago when I talk about they they and I'm and I'm doing air quotes, um, a lot of these manipulators do very well at tying up the float. So quite frequently you can be looking at this 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 manipulated stock and be like it's the greatest short setup in the world but it's impossible to borrow anywhere. Yeah, no, fair enough. And I, I feel like we've, we've talked about the 250 rule. We've talked about how you can get set up short selling. Talked about... Um, we didn't talk about the 250 rule at all. You, did, you interrupted me and I didn't even... Ex they, <laughs> they have no idea what the 250 rule is. So <laughs> let me finish that before you move on. Let me finish. <laughs> Why don't you take a couple more drinks while I actually explain this thing? Okay, you talk about it. <laughs> So the, basically the 250 rule is annoying for, for guys with small accounts because even if it's a 50 cent stock, you have to have $2.50 of buying power to short that stock. What happened, this came into play, I can't remember exactly when, maybe four or five years ago. Um, and it's basically because so many traders were blowing up shorting these 50 cent stocks they would go into margin they would take huge positions and then when the stock spiked 20 50 100 percent it would completely eliminate all their buying power completely wipe out their account so just know with as far as i know every broker except for maybe some sketchy ones you have to have two dollars and fifty cents of buying power per share to short a stock less than $2.50. So it's confusing, I know, but if you're shorting a dollar stock, say you're shorting a thousand shares of a $1 stock, you need to have $2,500 worth of buying power. And they're doing that. It's annoying, I understand, but they're doing that basically trying to protect you from yourself. As much as I hate the PDT rule, the pattern day trader rule, and I think it's it, I think the pattern day trader rule almost does the opposite of what it's intended to do. The 250 rule kind of makes sense in my opinion. Mm. 
Mm, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it basically completely eliminates trading or shorting subpenny stocks, which I probably would never do anywhere in the first place. But but it's also for someone with a, a $5,000 or a $10,000 account, you, you can't really short any stocks with any real size. It, it really limits you, which means that you have to go uh, long to build your account before you go short. And I mean, I would argue that the odds are on the short side for in general. For any trader, the, the odds are on the short side. And this was said by Triforce Trader in the other episode as well. So so it, it, it does have hindrances, uh, but obviously it has it's beneficial in some ways as well. Uh, but if you're ready, if, if you feel like we've covered the 250 rule, I mean, I'll, I'll leave it up. Do you want to expand or elaborate any, anything else on the, on the 250 rule? Or? Nope. I'm, I think I'm good. You, you feel pretty good about it. Okay. Let's move on to the next section. Okay. So now, now that we've kind of addressed uh, some of the basics of shorting, I would say uh, let's get into it. Let's get into shorting. Uh, let's, look at potentially taking our first kind of virtual uh, trade. Not a virtual trade, but let's let's get a bit deeper under the skin of shorting. And the first thing that we kind of think about are what are the dangers? And as you can possibly see, that's Austin Powers right there. You might know him from Oh Behave. You might know him from uh, Get My Belly. He's, uh, he was Fat Bastard in, in one of the episodes. He's also, he's like, I like to live dangerously, Vanessa. I like to live dangerously. Uh, but what I would say to you is, what are the dangers? I'll, I'll just jump out of this PowerPoint right now. Okay. Well, the, the biggest thing with, with, with shorting is, and I, and I kind of touched on it earlier, and then you pointed out that I didn't read your slide deck at all. Um, <laughs> the, biggest, the biggest danger of shorting is, and I'll reuse my analogy from earlier because I think it's applicable, um, if you have $1,000 in your account and you buy 1,000 shares of a $1 stock, which again, I would never recommend using all of your buying power. It's just a, a scenario, a, an example. The worst possible thing that can happen is that stock goes to zero. They declare bankruptcy. They have yeah. terrible news, whatever. So the worst possible scenario in a, in a long situation in that scenario, you lose $1,000. It hurts. It sucks. Nobody wants to be there, but shorting is completely different. So you have a margin account when you're, when you're short. So you cannot short sell without a margin account, which depending on your broker means they're going to give you four to one, two to one, four to one, six to one. I, I, would, three, I would say most with, three, four, five to one. Yeah. Three, yeah, four, yeah. five, six. So somewhere in that three to six range, depending on the broker, so now let, let, let's, let's think about four to one because I think four to one is probably about the most common. So now you have, with your $1,000 account, you have $4,000 worth of buying power. You don't have $4,000 worth of cash. You've got $4,000 worth of buying power. You get this on a long account as well. Yep, it, it, true. It both and, and agreed, but I'm just kind of giving the example that you can you know, quit interrupting me. Let me finish. <laughs> so you now have $4,000 worth of buying power, which means if you short a thousand shares of that $1 stock, it can go to $4,000 before your broker basically, and, and they may kick you out earlier quite frequently. They'll have risk management that'll get you out earlier. But sometimes if the stock moves too quickly, you may be down three, $4,000 on a $1,000 account. And if that stock continues to spike, which in this day and age, 
a $1 stock going to four, five, six, seven, eight, ten is not, is not atypical anymore. So now your broker takes you out at max margin as that stock continues to rocket to five or six or wherever it goes, you're done. You now owe your broker three, $4,000. And if you've got more buying power, say you've got $25,000 worth of buying power and that stock does a KBIO or a Dries or an Elfin or any of these other parabolic stocks, I mean, you, could, you could end up owing your broker tens of thousands of dollars because you got squeezed out of that stock before you could buy it back. So it's a double-edged sword. The, the idea is you have unlimited potential losses up to your margin. Now, one thing I actually like about that and one thing I like about shorting is the danger. Going back to Austin Powers, he says, I like to live dangerously. I mean, I always say one of the great things about shorting is if you get stubborn, if you get bullheaded, bad things happen. And, and we've all been there. I've been there many a time. And the nice thing is when that stock starts going against you, if you're an experienced short seller, you know, I, 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 I got to get out because I have that unlimited risk at this point. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's a good point. But one of the things that you've always said to me, and I know I'm short by, so I'm kind of defending the short side, you're on the danger side, and I shouldn't be, I should probably listen to you a little bit more. But you, you should always be able to control your losses. And that's the long side as well as the short side. Like you, ultimately, you decide what you lose in any given trade. And, and, and then that kind of comes down to psychology. But And that's a whole other kind of a podcast episode. Well, and that's why, and I'm sure we'll get to some of your favorite setups. That's the beauty of, of your favorite setup is you short into resistance on the chart. And the beauty of that is, I mean, if you're shorting a stock with resistance at $3, and that stock goes to 310 and you don't stop out, you're, 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 you're doomed. So it, it's and, nice... It's nice that it gives you a very clear stop out with that scenario that you talk about. If you're wrong, you're wrong. You move on. But in certain stocks that you don't have that clear uh, stop out, which we'll get to in a moment. But but let's let's just skip on to the to the next part of the presentation. We've kind of gone on what are the dangers, and uh, next we'll just quickly talk about uh, how can we kind of avoid the dangers. So let me uh, pick that up. This ends part one of Jonk's Guide to Short Selling. Part two will pick up from here. Hi, this is Latrina from Frederick, Maryland, and I like to clean my kitchen while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade podcast. You can register to win prizes at their website, SteadyTrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. I did. And this is how we say goodbye in Frederick, Maryland. 